Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Max Danielson Show. I am your host, Max Danielson. Joining me today uh, is a new guest and one that has not been on the show. And it's actually one of my first guests that really I met um, throughout a different high school. Um, Of course, having some friends that went to this high school, got to meet certain people uh, from that high school, especially in the baseball program. And that is one of these people here today. And his name is Mr. Thomas Tabera. Thomas, welcome onto the show, my man. Hopefully, I got the last name right on that. Yeah, you actually did. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect, man. How yeah. you been? Good. Um, you know, different experience this year. Everything's changed, so. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, Thomas, before we kind of get started with the uh, kind of the interview portion of the show, uh, first of all, just uh, tell kind of the audience about yourself a little bit, where you come from, uh, kind of what you're up to right now, and then also. Uh, the sports teams you follow, I know you're a diehard Angels fan, so I know that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so I went to Berkner, graduated last year. Um, I, I met you through your ex-girlfriend, actually, through Ashley. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that, that was going to be the first question. We could talk about that a yeah, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like he said, I'm a diehard Angels fan. Uh, I was born in California, raised over there until up in fourth grade. We moved here, but I was born and raised a cowboy fan actually as well. So really, a little bit of yeah, a little bit of both in there. So gotcha. Are there any other teams yeah. you follow, or mainly Angels and Cowboys? Angels, Cowboys. That's really about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I guess now we can get started with the interview because you <laughs> jump right into kind of our first question here. Um, I didn't know you where you were to kind of take this, but uh, yeah, talk about kind of how we met because. Honestly, it, it's kind of a blur for me, kind of how we met. I it just happened I think, one day. I, I, I think I think I was on FaceTime with her. Uh huh. And and then I met I actually met you at one of the football games. Oh, I do. Okay, I do remember that. You, I remember I think, the first time I think, we met I think in person. Were, I think yeah, I think you were with her mom, and I was walking up because I was in band. <laughs> I was walking up. Yeah. Oh man, uh, <laughs> dude, that's hard to believe that. Was like, Oh gosh, what was that? Two years ago at this point? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that was an uh, interesting time in my life. I'm not gonna get really into. I don't want to get into much of it, but uh, <laughs> we don't really have to. Yeah, spe- yeah, not gonna get into it. Not the pu- not time, not the place, uh, especially on a public platform like this. Now, uh, going back, now kind of uh, switching gears. Now going towards Bertner. Um, Kind of tell me what that was like. Of course, we went to two completely different high schools. I went to Bishop <laughs> yeah. in Dallas, but I kind of want to ask yeah. you what Berkner was like because really, my parents were either going to send me to well, it was going to be Plano East, but the secondary option was Berkner, and they just did not want me to go there for some reason. Well, um, I'm assuming it was probably really different from Bishop Lynch. I, I honestly don't know. In my eyes, it was really just a normal public school. Uh-huh. We, nothing really, nothing really crazy happened. Now I can think of one day that was like super crazy. It was one day, my senior year, there was one day that three freshmen all did something crazy. There was one kid in the morning, he beat up his another kid with the prosthetic leg. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, we're not just going to go over that. Was, okay, yeah. question, question. Was this the other kid's prosthetic leg? No, no, no. He was beating him, him the other kid up with his own prosthetic oh, leg. Oh, my. Yeah, and then on that same day, another another freshman pantsed himself in front of like all of like one hallway and like he had nothing under he had nothing under what so like full buck nude like in the middle of the hallway and then to top it off to top it off there is a girl who um 
drugged like three kids in her class. Oh my! Wow. So, uh, so I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all had anything like that at Bishop Lynch. But... No, um, you know, sure there was some stuff that happened, you know, at parties with drugs and all that, and you know, um. <laughs> Sure, uh, I don't know if about the pantsing part, but there definitely wasn't someone beating another person with their own prosthetic leg. Oh, yeah. man. All right. Well, what a hot start to this interview so far. Um, it was fun, but, though. I, I, it was a fun four years. It was a great four years. Shoot, if I saw a kid beating up someone with the prosthetic leg, I'd want to watch it, too. Heck, I'd probably go and go get some popcorn while I'm at it, too. Um, I would have... <laughs> Oh my god! The best part is I I can totally see how that went. Oh gosh, that's the best part. Now, okay, talking about Berkner though. Still, uh, moving on because you were a baseball player. I think that's kind of how we really uh, became yeah, friends I because we both like, played yeah. baseball. So I kind of yeah, want to ask um, you what that experience was like at Berkner. Um, tough skin at first. You had to really? throw some tough skin. We yeah, because I mean. Throughout like the first three years, we weren't really that good. So uh-huh. getting getting used to losing was part of the experience. Taking taking a lot of L's and just uh-huh. yeah. So, but actually, my senior year it was looking bright. We were a uh, six four and one mm-hmm. before COVID hit. Yeah. And, I, oh uh, man, I forgot but, about that too for y'all. Yeah, and then but actually we doubled our record before. In the past three years, if you put the whole record together, it would be three and thirty-nine. Hey, there you go. That's an improvement right there. So, Heck yeah! It, it was it, it was looking like we had something going. We had eight seniors. Uh huh. Seven has started. One yeah. was just a really good utility player, you know. And it's just a brotherhood you couldn't really break. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those utility guys are the blue collar boys of the team. I mean, they really yeah. are. You put them in where you gotta go. And, you know, you step up and be a team player. Now, I kind of want to, because I thought about this question, I want to ask you, uh, what is, like, looking back on it, you know, because I heard about, like, the all the stuff y'all did in the spring for COVID and all that and how, like, they got the field already um, and then kind of did your senior walk. But uh, going uh, with that a little bit, of course, being your senior, last year was your senior year, I want to ask you, what was your favorite memory of Burtner Baseball? And kind of what's something that kind of sticks out to you, whether it's a funny moment, whether it was kind of like a personal <laughs> accomplishment you had? Um, I probably have both. I have a really funny moment. Uh, so All maybe right, my freshman year. Yeah, maybe my freshman year. Uh, I wasn't the most athletic guy, to uh-huh. say the least, going into freshman year. So um, I remember... We, we got in trouble, and it was the JV coach. He, he started yelling at us. He started, get on the floor. Start doing push-ups. And I start going. I start going. And the assistant coach um, was one of our players' dads. He was in the military. Mm-hmm. He, so he was, like, really strict, really strict. And just some of the sayings he said to us were, like, really funny. Um, he told me, stop monkey effing a football because my push-ups – were really arched so he said stop monkey effing the football and it, it, i lost it at that point nobody stopped everybody stopped doing their push-ups yeah then. oh yeah. yeah by the way you are free to cuss on the show i've had a ton okay, of guys I, come I, drop I, f-bombs yeah. it's okay. I, I i'm I, already I, not getting paid for this whatatsoever it's just for personal entertainment <laughs> okay, so of the yeah, viewers so he, he feel like, free mon- however was, you want to say yeah it. he was saying monkey fucking a football he just said stop monkey fucking a football and i was like we, we all just stopped um, a couple guys started laughing, cracking their asses off. It was, it was that was probably the, one of the funniest things I, I, I remember. And um, uh-huh. that, yeah, 
And then uh, one of the greatest accomplishments would probably be um, probably just getting my first varsity start, which was uh-huh. the first game of junior year. They finally moved me up. So, yeah. yeah. That definitely, hey, man, I can't even testify to that. It's a great memory. I remember it yeah. like it was. Oh, it, I, I definitely remember. Us, uh, we were playing Frisco Heritage, and they had okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had that one guy who was throwing 93. I, I forgot his name. I remember he got drafted after that year, though. I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, I forgot his name, but funny experience. Yeah, man. So, uh, <laughs> wrapping up kind of this interview uh, part of the show. Now, I kind of want to ask you, um, kind of, what are you doing right, or kind of, post Burton, or what you up to right now, and kind of, um, what the plan is after you know all this um, is said and done. Yeah. Uh, so right now, it's just working community college. I'm working at AutoZone. I, okay, I'm going nice, to Richland. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Going to Richland and planning on going and pursuing nursing. So. Really. Yeah. Where are, you, where are you thinking about doing nursing at? I honestly haven't really gave it much thought yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. That Dang, that's awesome. Is there is there a specific thing you want to kind of go into with nursing or just broad general nursing? Broad general nursing. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Now, um, I kind of want to ask you, because I thought about this too, you know, was there ever like for you like an interest of going to play college baseball at all? I know like a guy, I know Marco went and we're actually getting yeah. to play them this year at Dallas Christian. So hopefully, oh, really? you know, know they put yeah. me on the bump and I could K him up. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm coming for know. you, Marco. Marco, got, Marco. Marco got really good. Uh, it's pretty tough to K him up now. He's definitely hitting the fence now. Yeah. So, <laughs> if he yeah, takes I you traded them all this summer. I'm, Him, Logan, and, yeah. uh, oh, gosh. Why can't I think Goose? of the guy's name? Uh, Goose or Cole? Huh? Goose or Cole? Goose. Goose. Yeah, that's Goose, what it is. Goose, yeah. Uh, yeah, Goose is a good guy. And Kenny, of yeah. course. And Kenny. Yeah, Proud of Kenny, Kenny, by the way. Course, yeah, yeah Kenny. Kenny yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was always a thought. Like, yeah, it was a dream. Um, did I really pursue the dream as much as I should have? No. If I felt, if I felt, if I, I would have pursued it more, I probably could have got an offer uh-huh. or just signed somewhere, played, but... Now let me ask you, you know, looking back on that, do you wish you did something different or are you happy yeah, kind of where you're at? Right I know, I, I wish I, I wish, you know. But you know how they say you know how they say money ball, some kids get told when they're eighteen, some kids get told when they're forty, so Yeah, there's there's a point I mean, heck, it's probably gonna be for me when I'm uh oh gosh, what will it be? Because 'Cause I'll graduate twenty twenty three and then I'll take my graduate year to finish out for the COVID season, so that'll be when I'm 23, basically, is when the game will tell me no, unless, of course, Indie Ball comes up. And that's yeah. a long shot at this point. But, hey, you know what? <laughs> Anything's possible. You're right. So that is going to wrap it up here for this interview uh, portion. We're going to take a very quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the main part of the show, kind of the the grand event or the main event, really, you could say. Uh, kind of just all the sports that, that have been going on in general. And there's been a lot of it. Um, especially kind of with what our first uh, topic is about, kind of just a, a shocking event that really happened this past week. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, 
travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back to the Max Danielson Show, where we left off. Uh, we were asking Thomas kind of about how we met. We kind of uh, had a good laugh about that, kind of uh, where that all stemmed from. Uh, moved past that fairly quickly, though. Um, went on to kind of his career at Berkner, kind of just uh, what school was like. Uh, the guy beating the shit out of someone with a prosthetic leg, <laughs> uh, as well as ba his baseball career. And then finally for uh, kind of what he's up to right now. But now, of course... Moving into the main topic of this show, kind of where the whole show was founded upon, uh, which is sports. And the first thing, kind of, I don't know how big of a soccer fan you are. I'm not that big into soccer. I've tried to get get into it. Of course, Liverpool's my team. The only reason, the only reason I'm a Liverpool fan is because I took a quiz. And that quiz may or may not have been from 2015 before Liverpool got good. So, but then again, you know what? To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I do know most of the players. On, I I knew most of the players already on Liverpool, so I was like, you know what? Okay. I know most of the guys there. I know it's gonna seem like a bandwagon, but you know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm not much of a soccer person either. I, I actually I'm a Manchester City fan, and that's because okay. FIFA 15, the demo, you can only play as Manchester City and FIFA uh, and um Barcelona. Really? Uh, yeah. Dang. You go way back then with the FIFA. I haven't personally. I found like a FIFA 19 at Burlington last week, and I picked it up, and I haven't o even opened it yet. I've never played. Actually, I played FIFA one time, and I beat my friend. I remember I beat him. He was playing Team USA, and I beat him with Team Canada. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I never let you know. Whenever I talked to him about FIFA, I was like, dude. You got beat by Team Canada as USA. But anyways, <laughs> moving on kind of past FIFA, uh, kind of just talking about like a big shock really to the sports world and the soccer world being Diego Maradona passing away at the age of 60 due to a heart attack. I mean, this guy, if you really know your soccer, you know that Maradona was one of the greatest of all time, one of the best Argentinian players of all time. Um, I mean, he, he's just such a notable soccer player and really kind of, you know, really when I think of soccer, it pretty much goes Pele and then... I would say Maradona is right next to him. Yeah, like you said, there's nothing really else to say. He was the GOAT. He was yeah. the greatest of all time. So rest in peace and just you got it's like it was like the when Kobe when Kobe died, it's equivalent to that. Man, yeah. I mean for the soccer world for sure for that. Yeah. I mean yeah. Heck, it's still I mean, it still feels like yesterday, man. I still you know what, I'll tell you this story real quick about Kobe. So for the show, I was recording an episode that morning because it got pushed back to that Sunday morning. We record the show. I go home for lunch or whatever, and I get a I get a notification on my phone that says TMZ reports Kobe 
dead in a helicopter crash. I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, first, first instinct is, holy shit, Kobe died. Second instinct is, damn, I just recorded that episode. <laughs> but you know what? It worked yeah. out because we had a Remembering Kobe segment, which for my viewers, highly recommend go watch. It's not on uh, Anchor or Spotify or any of those. It's on YouTube. Make sure to go check those out. Uh, but yeah, man, I remember that impact it really had. And kind of that's really where 2020 hit the... F- I mean, hit the freaking fan at this point. Yeah, really. I mean, if so. 2020 wasn't already bad by then, it just kept getting worse. <laughs> I, think but, that, I think that's when it started going, yeah, it started going more downhill at that point, so. Kobe was holding this world together, man. But you know what? <laughs> Speaking of Kobe and his team, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, LeBron extends his deal for two years for $85 million. For those of you math geniuses out there, that's $42.5 million per season. I mean, he's 38 years old. It looks like he probably won't be out of the league for another 5, 10 years by the time Bronny comes into the league. I I bet that's why he's just kind of holding out. But, of course, he's showing no signs of regression. He's still the king. I mean, there's not much you can say. You know, sure, that's blasphemy money right there. But if there's anyone who deserves that money, it's LeBron James. Yeah, you can't really say much. He's a key role of the team. He runs the whole team, and um, he he still plays like he was playing five six years ago. He's still aggressive, goes full full hunt, just goes hard in the paint. You know. Yeah, and I mean the best part, the best part about that championship being it for Kobe. I mean that was awesome to watch. You know, ever yeah. since kind of Kobe died, of course I'm a I'm a diehard Mavericks fan. I, I've always been, will always be Mavs fan for life. But you know, I, I really wanted to see LeBron go out and win it for his friend Kobe, and I thought that was awesome. Now. Continuing with the Lakers, going on to now LeBron, LeBron's counterpart of that team with Anthony Davis. He signs a mega extension of five years, $190 million. I mean, really, if you look at kind of what the Lakers did this season, this was kind of to solidify their whole offseason and just make sure that secondary key piece is in there. Now, then again, they get a guy like Dennis Schroeder on their team in a trade. Then you go get freaking Montrez Harrell, who's, I mean, one of the, he was a recruit for the sixth man of the year. I mean, you you have so many weapons on this team, and I could definitely see them making uh, a back-to-back run at this point. Oh yeah, of course it's, it's the Lakers. When without yeah, so uh, I don't know. AD is just like the icing on the cake. The chemistry that him and LeBron have is comparable to the one that he had over in uh, Miami with D Wade. So yeah, if if not better. I mean, really, they they kind of just hit it off as soon as they got to Los Angeles yeah. and started doing really yeah, great. Yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, moving on kind of towards uh, a different signing, uh, being the Atlanta Hawks, who are, I will say, this is my pers- one of my, look, I get it, you know, the Trey Young Luka thing, but being a Mavs fan, if, you, if you're if you a diehard Mavs fan, you have so much respect for this Hawks team, because the media really tried to put this uh, Trey Young Luka rivalry in, of course, I mean, they're best friends, so it's very, very hard to do that, just as <laughs> yeah. it is, and of course... Hawks fans and Mavs fans have a, a similar just appreciation for the other team. And that being, uh, you know, with the Hawks, they've just done so many great things with their team and really have created this young core. And even so, adding on to uh, with a signing of Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings. Now, Thomas, if you remember this uh, or earlier, this uh, whole offseason, the Bucks almost got him. Yeah, um, and that whole that. thing fell through. And then now he ends up, a lot of people didn't know where he was going to go and then ended up going to Atlanta in this deal. So I kind of want to hear what you think about that. Do you think, you know, of course, I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich is one of the best shooters in the league, just yeah. solidifies so, an even bigger, you know, 
shooting spree for this whole team. But I mean, yeah, I so, think this is this could really kind of start getting them in contention for a playoff spot. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking it's gonna pull the focus off Trey Young because now they have to run the court more, and um, that opens up plays for Trey Young. Now he can set picks like Curry sets picks. Yeah, and I just I just see it. I see it. They're gonna. I feel like they're gonna be in the playoffs, and I feel like they're gonna go into the playoffs being one of the highest scoring teams of the season. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Now, moving on to kind of our next topic, I want to say, just before we even get into this, freaking this guy's agent is the GOAT. He has signed <laughs> three different contracts for $30 million. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Gordon Hayward, great player. But for $30 million, this freaking agent, ha- I mean, great. good guy. There's only three people yeah. in history, one of them being LeBron James. Freaking this dude's agent. I mean, oh man, that that should solidify himself into the agency hall of fame. But of course, that being now Gordon Hayward going to the Charlotte Hornets, um, the former team of his uh, teammate or his prior teammate Kemba Walker. I kind of want to ask you, where you know, did you see this coming for Gordon Hayward? I personally, I did not see this coming. I thought he would have gone to a contender that could possibly give him a shot more at a ring. That's what I was thinking, but. I don't know. It's a 50-50 shot. Like, if, if he plays, like, the 2017 version of himself, that, that money shows her itself. But in right now, it's looking like MJ paid a little too much for him. So A little bit too much? A little bit too much. If he – the only good thing is he's he's going to get be able to teach uh, Melo. Yeah. Like, but after that, like, I thought he would have signed with the contending team too. Yeah. Got himself a ring, but – We'll see how this goes. We'll see how now, it plays out. Now, here's what I'm interested about this whole Gordon Hayward contract because what I speculated in a prior episode, uh, episode 41, during NBA free agency before this all broke, I expected that, you know, kind of Gordon Hayward was this year was going to be, excuse me, um, more of a prove-it deal because, I mean, he's coming off not the greatest season, kind of needs to get himself uh, back under kind of just uh, the watchful eyes of NBA agents and, or sorry, NBA uh, management and all that. And I think this is where, you know, of course, you know, Gordon Hayward freaking wins the NBA free agency for signing a $30 million contract. Yeah, yeah. I believe, what, three years for Charlotte, um, where a lot of people yeah. predicted him having a one-and-done deal and kind of just going then and seeing where he can go. But, I mean, props to Gordon Hayward, props to his agent, because that was a hell of a freaking deal for them. I just, now, I I just want to say, like, I feel like there's more going on over there at Boston, though, because they lost three key players in three years. Yeah. They lost Kyrie. So I feel like there's more to that story than just this. Yeah, and especially the fact, too, I mean, you, you remember that Brad Stevens was, you know, Gordon Hayward's coach at Butler for, you know, yeah. his whole career there. So, I mean, that's kind of why he signed there in the beginning. Now, um, kind of going back on to uh, kind of what we were talking about, the Clippers, um, of course, losing – a guy like Montrez Harrell, I mean, they got it right back with uh, going after and getting Serge Ibaka. I mean, this is what – I'll say this, all right? This is a guy I wanted the Mavericks to so badly get because – now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I loved what the Mavericks did this offseason. I think they got 10 times better because they just filled all their voids, which they haven't done in previous years, um, and really are saving up for 2021, you know, when – you know who becomes an NBA free agent, though I don't think he's going to leave Milwaukee. But I think this is just a, a tremendous signing right now by the Clippers. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a smart move. You know, now it's a really good contender in the race. You know, um, player he he can score from inside and out. You, you gotta respect that he can shoot from the three point line. Yeah, you gotta respect that. And then great offensive player. But we just want to talk about that defense, the all-star defense they're bringing yes. to that team. And that's why I want – and this is why I wanted Serge Ibaka to come to the Mavericks because of the defense he brings to a team. Yes, it's just – it's uncanny. You can't – great. All I'm going to say is I can't wait till Markeith Morris meets James Johnson. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, now, last topic I kind of want to talk about here for NBA before we kind of move into um, another topic that happened this week, this past week. Uh, I mean, the whole Russell Westbrook and John Wall trade that just went down. Of course, John Wall now going to Houston, and now uh, Russell Westbrook joining Bradley Beal in Washington. I kind of want to see, what who do you think wins this trade? You know, is this kind of an even trade? Do you think, you know, Houston screwed no matter what? Or what do you think? You know, I was thinking it was like pretty much an even trade, but... I feel like Russell just comes more through in the clutch. Yeah. I feel like that's that's just going to be the biggest difference right now. It's just just that deciding, you know, they, they want to argue if is clutch actually an ability or not, you know. So I'm going to give an opinion right now. This is this could end up on cold <laughs> takes. This could end up on cold, cold <laughs> takes depending on how this goes. I truly think once John Wall gets into Houston, him and Harden aren't going to they, they just aren't going to work. They just aren't. I feel like they're just two ball-dominant players. And especially, you know, I've heard some things about John Wall. Of course, we know some things about Harden. Just depending yeah. on how that goes, you know, there's a there's a video that I loved watching a couple weeks ago. It was by Urinane Tree, if you know who that is, on YouTube. If you don't, uh, highly recommend going to watch him. Dude is fucking hilarious on YouTube. But <laughs> he did uh, a video over Houston, kind of the collapse of that city in the sports world. And really, it goes back to them making a deal kind of with the devil and, you know, looking for that championship and kind of you look at the other sports, Texans. <laughs> Bill O'Brien just freaking bitch slapped that thing in the face. The Rockets freaking have an earthquake and crumble underneath their feet. And then you have the Astros. <laughs> hey, you know what? She, The devil never said it was going to be a clean championship. <laughs> you know, and of course we know how that has gone. So... Whole city yeah. Houston is uh one big uh clusterfuck right now. It's the best way to uh put it. Yeah, you uh wow. Or as my dad calls it a big Charlie Fox. <laughs> yeah, you can't really say much about that, you know. Houston I don't know, Houston sports teams I don't know. They're yeah. garbage right now, so they are. Now, moving on, this is kind of a historic thing, or kind of it was a historic thing in uh <laughs> sports being Sarah Fuller from Vanderbilt becoming the first female college football player for one week in Vanderbilt. She won SEC Player of the Week. Now, do I agree with the SEC Player of the Week, considering one guy I think got 400 yards, eight touchdowns? <laughs> no, because that now ruins everyone else's draft stock. And it's kind of going into the whole, and I'm going to get some shit about this one. I can already guarantee if some if some people, and I'm not going to say who, decide to listen this far into the podcast, and this is why I always usually say this stuff, this far in because most people don't pay attention at this point um i think really you know the whole sec thing is really going like the whole sec player of the week you know is going into that you know giving in to the mob and you know i will say this don't get me wrong what sarah fuller did is remarkable all right yeah and then again 
Then again, you know what? The Vanderbilt coach did get fired, all right, after this. Because that was a publicity stunt. But if you see yeah. the things she can actually do on the soccer field, like yeah. she could mm-hmm. actually, I guarantee, because it was it was planned to do a squib kick, kind of. And, I mean, if they just mm-hmm. let her go with it and just freaking punt that shit as far as possible, I guarantee you that shit would have gone. Yeah, I because guarantee did, you see, did, you see, did you see the video of her scoring that 50-yard goal? That's yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. She so she she, I, she does have a leg strength, but like at the position she played, it was a historic moment considering that she got to play. Yeah, quote unquote play. Now, now if we actually do see people hitting full contact to contact, yeah, Ray Rice is coming out of retirement. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like. First no, next, next next step is NFL and Ray Rice is coming out of retirement. <laughs> and I guarantee oh my you will God. get MVP. That, okay, Thomas. You know, there have been some things that have been said on the show. All right. But you know what? I gotta give you the award here for the most out of left field thing I've ever heard. I did not see that coming whatsoever. Oh man, that oh gosh, that was good. That was really good. Uh, but yeah, go on with what you were saying about that before you brought in uh, yeah. Ray Rice. <laughs> it, it's a historic moment, you know. So can't really go by anything. She she's a great soccer player. I'll give her that. She yeah. can leg. She she's got phenom- the legs. So. She's a phenom- I don't know if you watch. Kind of. I've looked at her highlights. She's a phenomenal soccer player, by the way. Phenomenal yeah. goalie. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh. Now moving on, we'll we'll stick with kind of the football and go into the NFL. Uh, big one. I mean, the number one overall pick of this past year, Joe Burrow, out for the year. I mean, that really stinks because he was actually having himself a pretty decent year. Yeah, number wise he was. It was just a matter of fact, like getting settled in. Mm-hmm. He, he was kind of tough for him. And I mean, with him gone, is it, is it going to really be much of a change for them? I realistically numbers wise i don't think so i they're still gonna they're not really a playoff contender and i don't see them becoming one joe mixon will find a way to shit the bed <laughs> yeah actually no he's not even freaking playing right now what am i talking about <laughs> giovanni <laughs> bernard will figure out a way actually you know what no i can't even say that because he gets fantasy points unlike joe mixon <laughs> i don't know it, it, it's just like just how the cowboys are now playing that second third string <laughs> you know so you know, oh man, one of my favorite Joe Burrow moments of the season. I think it was, oh lord, I think it was his first game when he drove the Bengals all the way down the field to win the game, and they missed the freaking ex- they missed the field goal to lose the game. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, everyone was like, "Joe, welcome to Cincy." <laughs> or when he, uh, I think my favorite moment was when he he tried to get out the pocket first time, and it just absolutely destroyed yeah. him. And it was like. Welcome to the NFL. I remember, and that was also a mic'd up moment, too. Yeah, it was. It was. I was like, dang, that's crazy, because he just got his shit rocked. Yeah. Now, moving on, kind of a big thing. I mean, MVP of last year, Lamar Jackson, right now out with a positive COVID test. Now, that also meant that the Pittsburgh Steelers could remain undefeated 11-0 versus uh, them this past Wednesday at like 245, which was also, by the way, uh, if the NFL somehow, in some freaking way, listens to this, which is fucking unlikely, but if they do, if they do, I think <laughs> afternoon football during the week is a great idea. I think it's a fantastic idea. 
I, I'm all yes, for it. I'm all for I, it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the, 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 the views will be down, though. If you think about it, during the week, nobody's going to really pay attention. They're all at work. Well, but think about it. Last week also, or really, oh, wait, it was, no, it was this week, actually. Now I think about it. But, I mean, still, you know what? Hey, that's just an excuse to get to just watch football. You're at work. Oh, man, don't want to do work. Ooh, Steelers-Ravens game. Bingo. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see from that. I see from that. <laughs> it's kind. Right. It's kind of like in school, like yeah. when March Madness is on. Yeah. it's like that. <laughs> okay, it's like you're halfway through class. You're like, man, I don't want to listen to this lecture. I, I guarantee you, this is how it's going to be this year on Zoom. Like for whatever, half the class is going to be zoned out for March Madness. I don't blame them. <laughs> I, hey, I, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to tell you that straightforward. Um. Now, of course, I'm going to skip around here. Uh, we'll actually go back to baseball here in a second. But uh, the first thing, you know, the one thing in the NHL I kind of want to talk about right now is there is a fit. They're, they're facing a lockout season where they won't play. Right now, uh, and this is courtesy of Jared Hedges. Uh, Thomas, you don't know, that was my former co-host back in high school when I did my sports show. Um, he literally li- lives, eats, and sleeps hockey. I mean, the dude is a hockey fr- He just... <laughs> that dude is just something else, man. I mean, he I'll – t- I'll say this. I mean, he's actually become friends. I don't know if you know who Jamie Ben is at all. He's become good friends with Jamie Ben because he works at a golf club. Um, star, Dow Stars captain. Um, but I think it's really, really cool. Now, uh, it's really all about the contract. Kind of the same thing with what happened with baseball um, being first. You know, NHL wants 20%. Now they want an additional 30%. So we could see how that goes now. I want to ask you. I don't know. I don't know how big of a hockey fan you are, but this was pitched around this week that a couple NHL teams, four NHL teams in particular, I believe one of the teams was the Pittsburgh Penguins. I forget the other three because I just read the article just very quickly. Uh, but they're talking about to allow fans in the stadium now. Um, what I've heard is they will allow fans, but I, I don't know what the full circumstances are. I think teams are just looking more so to just. M- uh, mitigate the risk of spreading the uh, the virus that's going on right now. But four teams are right now thinking of doing all games outdoor. Oh, wow. I mean, I kind of want to ask you. Now, personally, I will tell you this because I've gone to an outdoor hockey game this past year, the one day of 2020 that seemed freaking good. Um, and then everything just sh- fucking hit the fan. Um, but... You know, I kind of want to ask you, you know, would that be something that you think that fans would really enjoy? Because, I mean... Personally, for me, the Winter Classic is one of the best games I ever went to, and it's just the most anticipated yeah. game of the year in hockey besides, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I knew if, I knew they did play one game outside. I remember seeing that before. And I feel like it does grow a lot of attention, but then you get to the point to, like, there's some teams that just can't do it, you know. Yeah. We live in Dallas. I, I don't think that's possible here. It Well, so. hey, you know what? They, they had the Winter Classic here this past year. Oh, they did. I didn't. Yeah, know it was that. in the Cotton Bowl. Oh wow! So yeah, the one day of twenty twenty that was pretty good for me. That's crazy. So I, I wonder how that how that plays out. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Idea. Now, I like that. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, I'm I'm just telling you, it's my favorite experience of all time. Highly recommend it for any viewers that are watching that ever go want to go to Winter Classic. Do it. It was such a. It was so worth it. But. Now we'll go back on to baseball, kind of wrap up, you know, what we're both very fluent in. Uh, And I kind of want (laughs) to ask you about this because this is, I think, the snag of free agency right now. The Atlanta Braves going out and getting the Rays pitcher Charlie Morton and just the impact he had in the postseason. 
Um, I think this is a great signing for Atlanta, first and foremost. Yeah, being the fact that it's Charlie Morgan, he's just a great pitcher, and you can't yeah. go around that. And just, he's worth it. I, I wouldn't say he's a snag yet, because we still got the, I'm going to go jump into the next question, we still got the Bauer Bowers in the air. Yeah. So. Well, I'm talking about kind of like the underrated signing right now. That's what I meant okay. more so meant for the snag. Okay, yeah, then, yeah, he's definitely. Of course, the next guy we're going to talk about here in a second, he's the prize fish of right now, free agency. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, you know what? Hey, we'll jump into it right now. I mean, first and foremost, I'm just going to say this is my favorite player in baseball. Well, actually, (laughs) favorite pitcher in baseball, favorite baseball player in baseball is Josh Donaldson. I know, I got some weird baseball players, but. Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely weird. It's it's out of the blue, but Trevor Bauer, my favorite pitcher, kind of why I wear the number 27 besides, of course, the GOAT, Mike Trout. Um, Obviously. <laughs> uh, now, I kind of want to ask you about this. Where do you think Trevor Bauer will go? Because even so, today on Twitter, he was like, hey, Halos fans, you up? Yes, yeah. Do you yeah, think I he'll go? That. Do you think he'll actually go I to Los hope. Angeles, though? No bias, but I feel like he really wants to come over here. He like, he like, but it's not even that. It's just he likes supporting the underdog, uh-huh. and he always has. He, that, is he, he has. that is very true. But if he doesn't come to us, which I will be – dramatically sad about i feel like mets are the next top contender mm-hmm. or of course so, you know the classic dodgers i i don't think I, his to me his personality doesn't fit the dodgers yes i will say that i will say that i will definitely say that like i just entirely like the dodgers are a well-mannered club and if yeah. you know trevor bauer he's, he's all really over the place yeah so and that's what also makes him like my favorite player in baseball because he just says things how they are. He does. He goes about his business, kicks ass, and freaking takes names. That's why he was the freaking hey, NL Cy Young. I know, and like, like, like the whole MLB thing. It was was play ball, and he just wanted yeah. to play ball. So that's the, that's the one thing I love about Trevor Bauer, man, is just that he goes out there, he plays, he just plays the game how it's supposed to be played. You know, have have fun, enjoy it. You know. Did did you see the thing he tweeted out to y'all so quick about if they if they had a throwing contest who's gonna throw farther? Yes. Well, that's because I don't know if you know if you know why he's become kind of like close to Yasiel Puig. That's because no. his agent, uh, or Ra- er, uh, Rachel Luba, uh, aka on I believe, oh gosh, it was a joke that Trevor Bauer had because it got autocorrected in a YouTube video to Rachel Lupa. Um, <laughs> And so that's kind of, I think, her TikTok name. I don't know. I think also maybe Instagram. Not sure. But uh, she's a humo- she's a very big uh, – or she's become really one of the more premier uh, sports agents. And re- and she si- just signed Yasiel Puig uh, onto her agency. And, of course, if you know how, like, all agents – and the, reason, the only reason I know this is because my backup job, uh, besides, of course, broadcasting, would be being a sports agent and kind of just uh, doing about that because I'm always, you know – I also run a side business on eBay and through all that. So I've gotten really big into finances, how contracts work, um, how money works, and just, I don't know, just really have an interest for that. So if you know kind of how that stuff works, I mean, they really, their their clients work together pretty hand in hand, especially with training over the offseason. Like, I mean, we all see, you know, the live ABs with Trevor Bauer and when he brings yeah, on yeah. Uh, Big Daddy Dietrich. That, that yep. dude, okay, I will say, that's my third pair, you know, Behind, behind Josh Donaldson, I love Derek Dietrich. I just love Derek Dietrich. I, I would have to put, obviously, the GOAT. Yeah, the obvi- obviously, Mike Trout. Heck like, it. yeah, Mike, Mike Trout, and then I'm going to have to go DJ Mayhew. Uh-huh. I respect that a and lot. Then, I respect that a lot. Yeah. And then probably third, 
I, I like um I can't think I'm drawing a blank with the shortstop for the Pirates. Oh gosh. Um I'm drawing a blank. No 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 the, no no oh, the kid with the cur the kid with the curly hair. Oh, Cole, Cole Tucker, Cole Tucker. Oh yeah, Cole Tucker. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, who's uh... really really underrated player right now? I I just love him. He's a great person. Isn't that Garrett Everything Cole's about... brother-in-law? Or is I that Brandon so. Crawford? Think... No, 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 no. I think that's Brandon. No, that's Brandon Crawford. No, Brandon Crawford. Okay, it's... I knew he was one of the two. I knew he was one of the two. No, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it'll be interesting. I'm I'm really excited. I know that. I mean, that's gonna be a bit. That's gonna be kind of the big news break this year for Major League Baseball is where Bauer goes. And he's really holding yep. this thing out. I don't know how long, how much longer he's going to hold it. And speaking of holding, I don't know how long this chair beneath me is going to hold because it's freaking all over the place here. Um, so I think before this chair gives out, uh, I think this will wrap up this week's episode of the Max Anderson Show. Uh, a very odd way to end this episode because I have no clue if this thing's going to collapse on me. Um, but before we go, of course, Thomas, if you've watched the show before, uh, the last thing that I do is, of course, if you have anything to promote, now is the time to do so. Uh, and just final words. Um, I don't really have anything to promote. Uh, thanks for inviting me. It was great. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It was great to have you. Uh, yeah. Congrats, by the way, on the award as the, uh, most left field, uh, what's it called? Comment of the year. Possibly. Actually, you know what? Heck, I'll give it to you. The whole the whole 42 episodes that we got right now. Um, 42 episodes in, you have gotten the most out-of-left-field comment, and that should be something to be very, very noteworthy over because it was freaking hilarious. I'm just saying I'd be more than happy to accept the award at the award show you will be having. Oh, man, shoot. I was Okay, I will be honest. I was about to do one for season one, but... Season two, I'll combine both for you. You know what? I'm putting it right now. We are doing an award show uh, for the Max Danielson Show at the end of next year for September. Uh, oh, gosh. It'll have to be – actually, let me take a look into the – actually, why the hell am I worried about right now what's happening next September? It'll just happen sometime. But uh, that'll kind of be yeah. how we wrap up season two. How about that? That'll be how we wrap up season two, go into season three, and kind of an annual thing so far and so on. So, Thomas – Thank you so much again for coming on. This is going to do it for this week's episode. As I thank you from myself, Max Danielson, and as always, have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you, wherever or whenever you may be watching. Thanks, y'all, and we will see you next episode. Take care.